that lets you save look here true form life green look on we have to understand that there's no perfect time to make these changes in our life. You, you take action, and then you put in the work, and you put in the effort, and you make the results happen. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. Good morning, everyone. Okay, I hope you guys have a good weekend. What I wanted to mention here today is, is measuring your success. And I think this is a super important topic because in most cases we measure forward. And this is, I'm, I'm, I'll talk about myself, my experiences, and I think this that's the world we live in right we live in an instagram world where everything is perfect and people only take pictures of these beautiful lives with lots of money and yachts i I think there's a big percentage of the world that's in debt then there's nothing wrong with that we all have to um figure that out on our own in different ways but i'm just saying like we have much of the world that lives one way probably off credit cards again i'm okay with or i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that i'm just saying that then we have this pretend world of people that have yachts and Ferraris, right? Which isn't really reality. <laughs> reality is, is that many of us are struggling to pay our bills, not by luxury, um, yacht, like the luxury vehicles, yachts, homes, etc. But, but that's something else I wanted to mention is that when we measure ourselves, well, first of all, we measure ourselves in a fabricated world, which you know, like there's also there's also studies around um, influencers, and, and, and don't get me wrong with this statement. I feel like the world is moving towards inf- influencers, like in particular, like um, I'm a fan of Alex Hermosi. He taught me quite a bit about business, and he had five hundred thousand people at his book launch this weekend, which I was at. Five hundred thousand people, and to put that into context, that's bigger than the Super Bowl. And you know how many millions of dollars they, there's like, I think you have to pay a couple million dollars for 30 seconds or 10 seconds on, on a Super Bowl commercial, right? And then you have these guys, I don't know if you guys are familiar with any of the, like the Jake Paul kind of guys or, or uh, Mr. Beast. Have you guys heard of Mr. Beast? Um, I don't know his real name, but he has like like hundred million, I don't know the number. He has like a hundred million followers on YouTube. He's a YouTuber. And then on TikTok, he's got just as many. And then he comes like he comes out with a he comes out with a product and with that huge audience, he makes he he competes with the top companies like he can compete with a Coca Cola right. That doesn't really have much to do with anything other than I'm saying that there's a, a solid place for influencers and I feel like that's going to take over, like those influencers are going to take over um, the space of those large companies like the Coca-Cola's or the Pepsi's or whatever, Doritos, whoever owns those big giant companies. It's usually not that name, right? Like there's a, there's a, like most people don't know, like, um, Bayer, which is that huge aspirin pharmaceutical company owns Monsanto. Monsanto produces seeds, right? So that's for a different topic, but there's other, there's usually a bigger name that owns 
hundred smaller companies. And um, what I'm, my point with that is that they they were doing these these studies around influencers, and most of them lived in a small small one bedroom apartment and could could barely afford their rent um, with the income because they want to live in like Los Angeles, New York, where the where the rent is the most expensive. And they can hardly pay their bills, but they have a, a million followers, right? <laughs> so we're like, oh, I want to be an influencer, but you don't know what's happening behind the scenes, right? You don't know. Actually, we went to this trade show in LA, and I, I like to talk to, oh, I like to talk to anyone, but business owners in, in particular, I like to talk to entrepreneurs, and and, and I like kids too, so it kind of all worked out. These younger kids were have they had these like little earrings for sale, and. Uh, so we bought some, we wanted to support them. They weren't that young, they were I think 12 to 16. But I thought it was cool, like, could you imagine how much further I'd be <laughs> if I was running trade shows at 12 years old? Um, but I asked them, what do you want What do you want to be? And one of them said, I want to be an influencer. <laughs> and I was like, what does that mean? So, so in my mind, they want to hang out on beaches, take pictures and videos and get paid. But from what I understand, a good majority of those types of people, they don't really make any money doing that. They have a side, they have a part-time job and they're struggling to make ends meet, but we're like, oh, it's so glamorous, right? But that's what we, that's the thing, that's the fabricated world I'm talking about that we compare ourselves to. So, and for us as adults, maybe it's not fame and fortune, or maybe it's not um, hanging out on beaches or on mountaintops, whatever it is. But we as adults, we tend to compare ourselves to anyone and everyone. doesn't matter who it is or what they're doing, but we compare ourselves to people that have more or do more, right? So let's say, for example, like we look at ourselves and we look at our situation and then we compare ourselves to other people or we compare ourselves to, oh, how come I don't have a bigger house? Or as soon as I get enough money, I'm going to buy a bigger house when, when maybe you, you don't need it. And it's the same thing with cars. Like we get make make a bit more. Like we're we're always living outside of our means because we always want more. And the reason we want there's nothing wrong with wanting more or wanting to achieve. But the reason because the reason for that is because we are always comparing to ourselves to people that have fancier, shinier, bigger. Right? Like we. So I think about that in our place here. We have a we have a duplex. It's a bit newer. We we love it. Big windows. Um, it's nice, but it's small and we're okay with that. But in my mind, I think, oh, it'd be nice to have a bigger house. We'd have more room. But then I, then I know, like intellectually, you have to realize that you have more concerns. Like you have um, a bigger mortgage if you're not able to pay it off, right? You have, um, more ta- you have more taxes. Your heat bill is more. You have more things that need to be fixed. Like if the toilet, if you have more toilets, you have more doors that whatever it is, you have more issues, more concerns. I'll, I'll tell you this. We have a place in LA and um, we just rent it. Like it's not, we don't own it. We rent it year round. And we, we did the math. Like if we, and this was tried before our little guy, we were traveling quite a bit more, but we did the math and we were traveling down there four or five times a year for extended period of time and said, how much was it to rent short term? And how much is it to rent long term? And we decided to rent long term because it was cheaper in the long run. And when we go down, it's just a, it's just a tiny one bedroom apartment and it's right by the beach and we love it. The ocean, you can hear the, you can hear the seals, the breeze blows in, but it's tiny, right? And 
to me, like in my mind, I'm like, oh, we need a bigger beach house. But I'm like, but but do we? So here's the thing is that when we have an issue, when we have an issue, we call the landlord and the landlord fixes everything. <laughs> right? When you have an issue at your house, you got to deal with all that you have to try to fix it yourself. For me, that's a terrible idea. For those that for those of you that aren't handy, I mean, you're, you're much better positioned than I am for that kind of stuff. But um I'm not so handy. So you got to hire someone, you got to find someone, you got to book someone. We've been trying to find someone to fix a few things in our place here for probably six weeks. <laughs> so anyways, call the landlord next day or two days later, it's fixed, done. No shoveling, no cutting grass. I know some people don't like doing that, but at any rate, what I'm saying there, there is that. And then when we're there, we have more than enough space. We have more than enough room. But here we're like, I'm like, oh, and we have three times as much room here, maybe more. And um, it's always like, oh, we need bigger. We need bigger. But then I go down there. We live in a small place. The bathroom's five steps. The kitchen's 10 steps. The couch is three steps. Like everything's so convenient. It's right there in one room. <laughs> but still, and then when we get back here, we're like, oh, this place is huge. We have so much room. So, um, at any rate, hopefully that example gives you an idea of what I'm trying to get at is that often we, because I, so for me, I'm like, Oh, I see, I have like friends with bigger houses or you have influencers or people on social media or business owners. Like how come they have a huge house? And I don't, but, but those are the things that, that, that keep us like suppressed, right? Those are things that might cause anxiety or depression or that those, like those continual thoughts may bring up less than, or I'm not worthy, or I'm not successful, whatever that looks like, because I'm comparing myself forward. Now, there's a different way to go about it, and that's comparing yourself backwards. The, the better option is to compare yourself backwards, and I only just recently started doing this the last few months, and it's so eye-opening because there's never enough, and you could talk to any type of millionaire or billionaire, and they'll say there's always someone that's has more, they have more money. They have more like finances. They have, they may have a bigger family. They have more cars, whatever it is. There's, there's no limit. So if you're basing, I, I said this, someone told me I had this mentor, um, that helped me in many different ways. And they said to me, um, well, how much money do you want to make? And I said, well, how much money do you want to make that will make you happy? And I said, unlimited, <laughs> I took the bait, right? I said, unlimited amount I want as much money as I can have, that'll make me happy. And, and they said, they said, so if it's unlimited amount that will make you happy, then you'll never be happy. And I thought, eh, they got me, <laughs> right? So you, so you have to, um, you have to consider where you're at and, and what you want and what, what like really makes you happy. And it's never money. And I think that, and here's the thing, like people say, oh, oh like money won't make you happy, right? Money makes you, more comfortable, but it doesn't make you happy. And if you like the more money you make, the more, I think more money, more problems, right? Have you heard that one? The more money you make, the more problems you have. I wouldn't say more problems. They're just different problems. So maybe you're paying more in taxes or maybe you go and buy a bigger house. So you're paying a bigger mortgage or you have a fancier car or people are like, or when you bought, when you are more successful, more people resent you. That's just life. People are more than happy for you to be successful. They just don't want you to be more successful than, than them. So as you um, continue to increase your finances, grow your business, you're growing past. And we've had this ourselves. Like we've growing past people that used to be in our life. 
we have a different direction. Maybe we have a bigger vision and um, we our vision stopped aligning or we, we didn't have so much in common and we didn't have so much time to spend together, right? And then there's some resentment and that's that's just life, I feel like. Many times, um, I, we live in this, this crazy world where we think like friends are forever, right? And don't get me wrong, we, it usually comes from the past, right? Like you, the friends that you grew up with, the friends that you went to college with. I have some friends that I've had forever. Um, but often we have this like, you know, like the show friends on TV, like we feel like we have to have these friends that come into our life and keep them forever. And just like and be best friends forever and do everything together, just like they lived close to each other in the apartments and they hung out and did everything together. And it sounds great, but that's 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 what that is. It's that's college or high school because you don't have a job, you don't have a family, you don't have other obligations. You just hang out, and that's fine. But that's not really reality. That's the Instagram world. Like sometimes friends are. I had this concept that friends are more like seasons, and maybe that sounds a bit cold, but. I feel like that's a bit more easier to grasp of allowing people to come into your life and, and you trust them and you spend time with them. And then when that season is over, they pass. And um, maybe when you're ready, another uh, some more people that come into your life that are more aligned with your beliefs and values. And we're all in different places. Like five years ago, I'm in a much different place than I am now from 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Right. And in five, three, five years, I've been a much different place then. And I think just uh, allowing and not like hanging on to people and being like, you have to stay in my life forever. We're going to be best friends. I, I think that's that's more for Hollywood than reality. Oh. But but getting back to our own comparison is that you you compare yourself backwards to yourself instead of comparing yourself forwards to everyone else. So if you're comparing yourself to everyone else, it's unlimited, right? Because you compare yourself to someone that's here maybe in life in whatever realm that you decide because it's your own definition and then once you get there you compare yourself to someone else that's higher because you're like because maybe we're always achieving or maybe we're always looking for more which is okay like i said but the better way that i suggest is is measuring yourself backwards to where you were and where you used to be so for example we do a lot of work around fitness nutrition um, results, dropping inches, weight loss, feeling better, no medication, increased energy, whatever that is, right? So if we look at our current position and instead of saying, I still want to lose 50 pounds, right? Come back to your current situation and say, I've already lost 12 pounds. That's fantastic. Like that's a better way to measure yourself and a better way to control your expectations and your vision moving forward. And don't get me wrong, we should have a, like we have, a, we have a set goal or we have something we want to work towards. And that changes. There's nothing wrong with that. Because the closer we get, the more we realize, oh, that is attainable. Maybe I want a bit more out of life or out of weight loss or, and that's the thing. It's like, we're not just the weight, we don't just do weight loss. Like we've gotten people off medication, dropping inches, increasing energy is important to a lot of people. Being more mobile we have our some of our clients run around their kids or grandkids we have um people that are more or less pain we have some people that have been dealing with back pain or knee pain we reduce the inflammation going into their body um start with slowly with um functional full body weight movements and then we progress from there but uh, more mobile less pain 
and feeling better overall. So that's great. So if that's you in your, in your position now, here's the problem with weighing, with that, which I really dislike weighing. So you're in this position now and you have less pain. Maybe you're off medication. Maybe, you're in, maybe you've increased your energy, but still you live in that mind frame of, oh, I have still 50 pounds to go, right? That's the measuring forward I'm talking about. Because once you get to that weight, you're going to want to lose another 25 pounds, right? Like it, it rarely matters. Like weight rarely matters because we always want more. But that's similar to finances, right? If you start making $5,000, like if you, you're making a couple grand a month, I mean, that's, you're probably struggling to pay bills, right? So once you make, let's say five grand a month, then you're more comfortable, more able to pay bills. But at five grand, you're like, hmm, I wonder what 10 grand is like. So then you start making, you work, maybe work a little bit harder, you start making 10 and then you're like, oh, well, so-and-so is making a hundred. I wonder how I can make a hundred. Do you know what I mean? Morning, Deanne. Do you know what I mean? Like there's never, there's not an end. So, and you're always, and like I said, it's okay to, to, to work towards something and want to achieve. And I feel like once we plateau, like once we like don't work towards achieving more, then we, then if we're not, like, I don't know if you've heard, if you're not growing, you're dying. I don't know if I completely agree with that, but I do feel like if we don't continue to see results in whatever it is in life, we come become stagnant and then we become less motivated. And I feel really feel like for a lot of people that lack, lack motivation is that they've been in the single place for so long, they can't see the vision of where they want to go. But at the same time, we're always measuring forward. So if we take some time and start to measure backwards where we started in life, I think we'd be much better off. That could be back from childhood. Like some people had a, a really rough childhood and maybe they had parents that weren't around or maybe it was abusive or um, maybe it was fine. And we just didn't have the education as someone else that's, that's up here, right? And it's really difficult because that's the thing of comparing ourselves to people. Like you don't know what, what upbringing they went to. Like did they go to an Ivy League school? Did they have parents with them every minute, every day? Did they have a private tutor? That's why they can speak two or three languages. Like we, we don't know. We just automatically assume that they're, they're better off in life because of, well, in most cases, circumstances. We don't correlate work, right? We're not like, oh, they worked much harder to get there, huh. which, is, which is very possible in most cases. But a lot of the times they had a different upbringing or they had a different schooling or they had different education or, or more mentors or a solid foundation of um, people in their life. And then you have, and then we know very well when those people early in life, they struggle and they don't have any type of support system, right? So those type of people shouldn't, but likely do compare themselves to other people that had that solid foundation. So I guess what I'm saying here is that for a better way for you to measure your success is to understand where you came from. And for me, I rarely look back. I don't look back last week, last month, 10 years ago. For me, I'm always like, what's next? What are we working towards in the future? And um, it's, I found it very beneficial to start looking back. And you say, you know what? Like three months ago, we weren't in the, we weren't in the situation we're in today with, with, um, with whatever that is in life. Like for us, probably six months ago, our MAP program has gone absolutely bonkers and it's been, and we didn't take personal, like personal one-on-one -on -one clients before. So that's a relatively short amount of time to be like, okay, I don't know if we can handle more clients. We've never really been in that situation before, more so with products. So we're like, how do we, 
So you have to invest more money to have more products so you can um, reach more people, right? So how do we invest more money to reach more um, more customers? This is a different. It's a different problem. That's what I'm. I'm wondering, it's a different problem. That's what I'm saying, right? Like you, you make more money, and it's not like your problems disappear. It's like okay, now we have different problems to work through. So how do we hire more customers, or how do we onboard more people in a short amount of time so we can help people, more people see results? We get quite a few messages coming in, and they're saying, hey, you know, how do we get started? And you have to, we have to have the pre-onboarding conversations. We have to dig deep and make sure people are ready before they join. That takes time and effort. And a good number of those people, we realize with those pre-conversations, they're not ready. They're not mentally ready, they're not physically ready, they're not emotionally ready to jump into an intense, robust program that's going to see results in a very short amount of time and then carry on with results. We have to make sure they are ready for success. And the truth is a lot of people aren't ready for success. And think about that, for example, because everyone wants like to win the lottery or have overnight success. But what percentage of people win the lottery lose everything and then some once that money's over with? I mean, not even not even once that money's over with, they get that money. They don't have any education on taxes, how to spend the money, how to allocate the money, how to grow that money. And then they lose everything. And then they're even worse off than before because they feel like a giant failure because they just lost $10 million. Right. It's the same thing with, with business is a lot of people are looking for that success and then they hit that level and they don't know what to do. And then we go into that full on self-sabotage. We see it all the time with, uh, with weight loss in particular, which is why we developed the two step system of the weight loss part and the maintenance part, because we've seen, we've seen people see incredible results, increased energy, burn body fat, feeling better, looking better, buying new clothes. And that's a fear for you might, some of you might think that's silly, but it, that's a fear. Some people don't want to lose weight because they don't want to have to buy new clothes, right? To me, that's a good problem to someone else having finances to buy new clothes become offers another problem, right? So it's not like we get to a place in life and all your problems disappear. And I feel like that's what some people believe. Like once I lose 25 pounds, all my problems are going to disappear. It doesn't really work like that. Then we get you in the maintenance stage. So you got to figure out how to maintain that weight loss with our help. And that's what I'm talking about is we've seen a lot of people mentally see fantastic results and then they panic, fall on self-sabotage. They're a new person. They have more energy. So they're not, if you're not laying on the couch because you don't have any energy, what are you doing? So now you have a more active person. Maybe they're starting gardening. Maybe they're biking. They're, they, they're slowly becoming a brand new person and that's stretching the comfort zone. And that's terrifying to a lot of people. And, and you have to understand that this is, um, this is like, this is reality. I think a lot of times we compare ourselves to Instagram world where everything's perfect. Like I said at the beginning, but but this is this is really happens like people lose a bunch of weight and then they get scared and they go back and, and find a way to gain all that back because they're not mentally ready they're not mentally in a position to be like okay i'm a different person i have to find new activities i have to find new things to talk about to think about because when you're sitting on the couch scrolling through your newsfeed, eating a bag of chips and, and a coke not feeling fantastic feeling miserable maybe overweight, probably lack of energy, digestion issues. And then in a short time, you transition to someone that has tons of energy, losing body fat, um, 
don't, don't, you don't fit in your clothes anymore. Like that's a different person. And that is terrifying to a lot of people. So that's our job is to bridge that gap and have the conversations and do mental training. Measure yourself backwards is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, oh my gosh, I just lost 12 pounds, eight inches, 20 pounds, whatever it is. No more medication. Okay, well, I, so you just mentally think I got to go fill my prescription when we've worked with people that don't take it anymore. So they're like, oh, I have to remind myself I don't need to take it anymore, right? So you're men you mentally you have to catch up physically, your physical body. And that's, that's just with our program or kind of weight, weight loss or results. I think results is probably a, a more accurate um, depiction of results mentally, you have to catch up physically. Otherwise you'll go back and we'll continue to work with our clients that are seeing. We have numerous clients that are 20 pounds plus down. And that's a lot of weight. A lot of people will never lose 20 pounds in their entire life. We only gain that over the years. So that's why it takes, and then we have the yo-yo, right? Oh, I lost that before and I wanna gain it back. So most of that is, that is mental training. And that's what I'm helping you guys with today is that it could be in business, it could be a parent, Oh, a mother or father, you, you measure yourself backwards and all, all, and where you've come from and all the sex, all the successes you've made and st like still have your goals, still have your vision and you'll slowly work towards that. That's fine. But if you never have a look back, like I never did and found, find what you've accomplished and where you were three months ago, six months ago, one year ago, three years ago. I, I, it's so important. It really is to have it, have that mindset of look how far I've come. And I think to myself, okay, if I've been able to do that in three months, then I can do this. I can do this much in six months. It's not out of my realm. And a lot of people come to me and they say, well, where does, um, where does confidence comes from, come from? And confidence comes from, so when I pl played, many of you know, I, I played professional baseball. So confidence for me came from experience and knowing that I've done it in the past. So I would show up for a tryout camp or I would get signed and I would show up and it's terrifying because you're in a new place, it could be in a new, new province, new state, new country often, and you don't know anyone and you have, you have the high expectations to perform well immediately. And my confidence came from, you know what? And I know it's difficult if you haven't done that before, but what I'm, that's why I'm saying you compare yourself backwards. So to me, I would show up and I'd be like, you know what, I've done this before. This is my first time I've competed at a high level. I've done, stole this many bases. I've gotten this many hits, whatever it is. That is where my confidence came from when I showed up in a brand new environment and had to immediately perform. Because if I showed up in the first week, I was too scared, I was terrified. Um, I didn't have that, the gumption or I didn't have the grit to get through because at the beginning stage is always the most challenging. Um, if I didn't have that, they would send me home and they'd say, hey, you know what? That's how, that's how athletics or that's how sport works. Like you have a very short window to impress people. And if you don't, goodbye. So for you guys to increase your confidence in regardless of where that is, whatever confidence that, that you're looking for, we need to look backwards and say, I was able to accomplish this. And that for me, like a lot of people say, oh, it's not the right time in my life for a program. And I think it's been 20 years. <laughs> when is the right time? And then, I, then you think, then you think to yourself, how long, like how long are you willing to wait? Because there's no, there's no perfect time. We have to understand that there's no perfect time to make these changes in our life. You, you take action and then you put in the work and you put in the effort and you make the results happen. And then once you've been able to do that, 
you look back and say, I've done that. Like some of you that, that are early on in a program, you've done it for a week or you've done it for two months and you have the confidence. You look back and say, well, I've done it for three months. I can do it for another six months. And then you keep moving forward, measuring backwards. And for me, that's the best way to sustainably measure your success. So hopefully that's helped you. Some of, that might be a new concept. It was certainly was for me. And I found much more success, at least short term, measuring backwards and, and, and measuring backwards more regularly instead of always forwards and never backwards. So if we can help out with anything, shoot me a message. Have a great day. And we'll talk to you soon. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on facebook.com slash trueformlife. We post up there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge, Tabata challenge, whatever it may be. We'd love to have you join us. We're also on Instagram.com slash Drew Tadia. Again, we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story, all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track. Our main website is trueformlife.com. If you want to check out some of our products, some of our services, or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more, we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.